right. This episode of the Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, growing out your playoff beard, letting that thing loose up top. But our friends at Manscaped are here to help you avoid a jumbo Joe downstairs. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time this playoff season. Four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley Cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. Manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping with the code RINKRAT. Yeah. All right, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the RINKRAT Report podcast. A little bit... uh, you know, not as lively this episode following a Leafs 5-3 to three loss to Tampa Bay in Toronto in Game 2. We are at a tied series of 1-1. One to one. As always, joined by Josh and Jason, who are in the building for this one again, too. What up? Yep. How's it going? How was the vibes this time? Not as good as Game good. 1. Not as I, good? I, really, ah. I want to get into this right away. I really think the Game 1 atmosphere was propelled by that Clifford ejection. Because they never showed that play on the screen. So a lot of people were upset about that. And then it was just kind of like a wave. And they rode the wave the whole game. There were some ups and downs in this game. But it, it, it just wasn't as loud as the previous game, in my opinion. I don't know how it came off on TV. but There were some loud there ref, were some moments. ref view sucks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it was very up and down. Like, they scored and they got loud. Yeah. They they killed the penalty. They got loud. But then Tampa would score. It would just... Yeah. 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 You also got to think about like the game flow. Like the Leafs were mm-hmm. able to draw those two penalties to start. They got some good puck touches here and there, but then after that, you take a penalty and mm-hmm. it kind of deflates you. And then you end the first period down one zero. Like I can see where if you're a fan cheering, unless you're like completely buckled, like it's obviously going to take some life out of you. Yeah. Just like the flow of the game itself. I feel like as you were saying, like after that five minute kill. And after that Clifford penalty that a lot of people thought shouldn't have even been a penalty, it was just everyone was into it. You know, the momentum was – it was a good ride there, got to say. But, yeah, uh, five to three loss. Let's get into some goals here, I suppose. Yeah, let's do it. The Tampa first goal on the power play. Oh, that was such such a – I don't want to say bad luck, but – they did such a good job of killing that power play mm-hmm. at the end of the period. I don't know what happened. Did Muzzin? I think it was he went to play it, and there was another Leaf that he collided with. Yep. And the uh, puck just bounced right to Headman in front of the net. Pretty well. It was just like a, it was a terrible bounce. Uh, they almost cleared it as well, and then it just ended up back, and there was too many guys. I don't know. The two forwards at the blue line, the two D were back, but Tampa had numbers back. There was a bit of a collision. And then Jack Campbell tried to guess. It seemed yeah, it like looked bad, eh? It looked yeah. bad. It, it looked just, bad, but it was like... It was a weird play, though, because you know what? He doesn't it, even expect it going. But also, Hedman's case. not there if it's yeah. not the end of the period. Because that's like a... Mm-hmm. You notice defensemen do that a lot at the end of a period. Where, just sneak oh, in. there's five seconds left. I just can just sneak into the front of the net. Because yeah. if someone catches me napping, there's not enough time to break back. Mm-hmm. You thought that was a rough goal on Campbell, though. Not not a rough goal. Just no, it didn't was... look the best. Like that's the. That was Honestly, the only thing. didn't. I mean, he he guessed and yeah. he guessed it's wrong, a... unfortunately. But like, it's one on no, you and 
Yeah, but my my only thing that I was thinking is that it's like you just like that that we just needed that save. Like that was the save that you needed to make, and you did, which you is got unfortunate. Got a couple before yeah, that. Yeah, of course. I, of thought course. He, not, I thought he. But I'm not. I'm not ragging yeah. on him. I'm just saying it's unfortunate because like that's like one second left in the period is like a tough way to go in, like like to ha- to let a goal in. It's just it's yeah. unfortunate, obviously. And going into uh, intermission, you don't feel great when you just let one in with one second left. So yeah, no, obviously. Uh, and also like. I said it to a lot of our. I said it to Joe. I said it to Jason. Like, you could tell early Vasilevsky was pretty dialed in tonight. Mm-hmm. He made yeah. some really, really good saves. His rebound control is really good. Just yes, the usual Vasilevsky, where he's so steady that mm-hmm. you need to get traffic and you need to get tips and you need to get high danger chances to score on him. Yeah. Not that the game one goals weren't good goals. There was some pretty solid goals there, but. He, he was too. just another level tonight, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. probably the level we should expect, though, because he's that good of a goalie. Yeah. Hell yeah! I mean, that save on Timothy Logren was, was insane. Was something else? The, you mentioned the rebound control. I fully agree with you there. Nylander had a couple good looks. There was one he sent it to the pads, which, like, if you don't play that properly, that's a good chance in front there. He kicked that out way, way out, out of danger, out of sight. That was a good play. And then Nylander tried to rip one blocker. He hit, like, just perfectly played it just into the corner, no problem. Like, diffuses the play right there. So he was solid. I mean, the Leafs did get three goals on him. And this is a guy who, since 2020, after a loss in the playoffs, has posted a 966. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And he got three goals on him, right? Yeah. So take the positives where you can there. But he, he was very, very good. He made some very timely saves that really just smoked those. I thought momentum. the first period was very, very impressive yeah. by him because not that, not that there was any like, oh, like stack the pads, paddle, crazy save, yeah. but every shot that came in, he just looked comfortable. Oh, yeah. And me and Jason were trying to get in his kitchen waving the towel at him. He was not phased today. No, not at not all. Not phased at all. There's some chance going Vazzy on. It didn't really catch on. Yeah, he's he on was, so much Adderall, he doesn't hear any <laughs> yeah, of them. Seriously. Like, his eyes are about to pop out of his head, but just like with him, he covers the bottom part of the net so That's so one thing. well. Like even he moves so well, there he was, stretches so I well. Who who had a good activation low and made him been muzzin again. Like the low blocker is really hard to score on him because it's like there's no room yeah. there. It's like mm-hmm. his pad is so far off the ice. It seems yeah. everything low, like you said, he's really good at covering those. Oh yeah, like. Those garbage goals are, are not free with few him. Few and far it's, between. Very few and He far gets between. from one side to the other just incredibly well. And this is why this is a guy that was revered as one of the best goalies in the league going like this yeah. year and going into this playoffs, obviously, right? But So that was goal number one. Shall we get into some goal number two here? Yeah, that was, that was a tough one. I think we got caught on like a... Not great change for the D. One of the change. one of the D changes. So he, yeah. first he made the, that save, that mm-hmm. insane, insane soccer. I don't even know how to describe that save. Yeah. Nylander has the puck. It's a scramble. You're thinking, okay, if Nylander sends us on net, that's a great chance. He completes a good pass to Timothy Logren. Logren has a good Logren shot. picks yeah. a corner. Logren has a good shot. He picks the corner, and this guy comes flying out of nowhere, and makes a glove save. Insane. And then as a result, I mean, that happened at 1837. The the Lightning scored at 1739. It was was right after. It was right. But I don't know. It was hard for me to see at the game. It just, I don't, it was a bad change, but they were on the ice. There was a forward involved as well. So Blackwell also lost 
so block uh, Riley was with I, I don't forget who was on the right side, but Riley took that man on the on the far right side. It was to, the fourth line, so probably uh, probably Maroon or whoever. You can't Belmar. even tell on like TV. Who's yeah. <laughs> but um, and then very clearly like the the left the D coming on for whoever was changing should have gone the left guy, and yeah. then uh, Blackwell should have gone Perry in the middle, but Perry slipped behind him, and that's how that's yep. how he got the break. But, yep. And then he scored, and he gave the crowd at one of the. Like yeah. Oh, you, uh, you wouldn't have seen this, but so they were showing pregame. He before he got off, like he was the last one. He got a puck. He shot it into the, the other side's net, and then he sellied it. Oh, and it's just like I'll oh. say this: he scored. He scored. He, he sellied scored. to the crowd. There was someone in our section wearing a Mitch Marner jersey that gave him the finger. I just respected that guy. <laughs> it's very like that's and that's probably echoed a lot of the. Feelings. That's my favorite picture when a guy scores. Yeah, and he yeah. It on the road and everyone on the road is giving. Him. <laughs> There's a good Dan Carcillo one where I think he was playing for Philly, and or he was playing for the Rangers or someone, and he scored and he was just like just going ballistic this game. And he went over to the, the glass and he slams it. And literally everyone in the section is just all giving him the double bird. I, I love, love it. that. But yeah, that was, a, that was a really weird one. I mean, it's a good finish on a, from a guy that, that can finish. And we ragged on him last game because he sucked and they were, he was useless. And you know what? He got the better of the Leafs this time. Um, all right, so the Leafs were able to then get on the board. Um, that was all Austin Matthews, pretty much. The bunting goal. The bunting goal was a great forecheck. He, oh, it was the bunting he goal. He got right, in right, McDonough's yeah. kitchen. Yep. McDonough fumbled, fumbled the puck. But not only did he finish his check, which is something we like to talk about, the great is great. But if you look, he gets a little tick on the puck as well after. Marner's able to collect it, slide it across the bunting, easy goal. Yep. Yep, and I, I posted that story over under Mitch Marner six and a half points in the series. What's he got? Five. He has five. Yeah, he has five through yeah. two games. Not bad. That pass though, it was it was always Mitch Marner had two on one. Oh, what's he gonna do? Like everyone always thinks, oh, he's gonna pass. Obviously, he completed a fantastic pass. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We've been saying it. Like the difference between, I hate to say it, but the difference between Bunting and Hyman. What is it? I'm, Bunting's got a much better finish. Absolutely. And he fired that into the back. Yeah. He fired that. You got to love that. Scarborough kid. Hometown kid. First playoff game with the Leafs. I think first playoff game ever. I don't, I'm not even going to fact yeah. check that. I, I don't I care. Think, I think you're probably yeah. right. <laughs> and he gets that goal. That was that was pretty good. We were building up some momentum, but then, uh, you know. Tough tough penalty. Tough it's a goal. Tough, is that going to be the story of the night? Yeah, it is. Tough penalty. Yeah, to goal. That's we'll go through some DMs right after we go through these like, these goals here. A lot of them had to do with the fourth line and the penalties and the refs. Yeah, that's fair. Because the, the arena was not happy with the refs either. No. And as we mentioned last episode, that triple threat from Kucherov and what happened on that third goal. That was a really nice goal. Brings it back. He has all the options. He ripped one shell. Yeah. And you know what? I really uh, think other I than that, him. he was... I don't want to say a non-factor, but he had another rough game. A couple turnovers as well, overhandling the puck. He had one shot in the first period. It was like such a muffin on that. It's just such a low-danger shot that you're not used to him. But he made a really great play attack in the middle of the ice there on the power play. He had a play. good breakaway in the third, too, but he didn't finish. It no, was a good play by Campbell. Campbell, yeah. But, again, that, that power play that Kucherov scored the third goal on, that was a Wayne Simmons penalty after the whistle, right? It was a roughing mm-hmm. call. 
I, we all love Wayne Simmons. Those are the penalties that'll kill you, though. They really will yep. because you don't. First game, I know we played so well against that power play of Tampa. Power kill, excited, and we were singing the praises of Dean Chinoweth, and he did a great job. But you can't, you can't get that close to the sun. You're flying too close to the sun because this power play was so hot. Seven power plays for Tampa. That's tonight. too many. They That's scored three many. goals. Yep, um, and then we had our fourth goal here. So this one was, yeah, fourth, right? Yeah. So. This one was interesting, and I'll go through the DM that someone talked about it. Um, and they were saying, oh, but there was a, a waved-off icing before that goal. And I, it, I went through, and I was looking, and I'm like, okay, well, like this, that call right there, that point, just shows what a game of inches and what a stupid game this sport is. Seriously. So the, the icing came down. It should have been an icing. Giordano gets it. The refs wave it off. Instantly, Giordano goes cross ice from Leafs' own red line to the blue line, to Tampa's blue line, to Austin Matthews, and springs him on a good break. And Matthews takes a short, it was short side blocker, yeah, and Vasilevsky makes that a good was save. The, that was the shot I was talking about, where yeah. it was a good shot, but he's just so good at those low. And then what happens after that? They're, Giordano, like 10 seconds after that, Giordano Matthews try to work it at the point. They fumble it. A break goes back the other yeah. way, and, and Brandon Hagel scores. And Jason made a great point watching this when you watch. So it's a three-on-two with Lilgren and Nylander. Yep. And obviously, that's not a great situation for us, I mean, to say the least. But you can see Nylander try to sort it by telling – or sorry, you can see Lilgren try to sort it by telling Nylander to take the guy going mm-hmm. to the net. And he maybe just didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And, he, and the pass goes to the high guy, which is a pretty nice – Delay by Kucherov. Yeah. Nylander goes to pick up the high guy, and Hagel goes straight to the net. Lilgren's not ready for it, and he gets a tap in. It just, it's just a bad sword. It happens, especially when you have a defenseman and a forward back there yeah. on a three-on-two. I mean, everyone loves to play the blame game. Like, maybe Giordano and Matthews, a little too cute at their own blue line. Yeah, bad were, sword by Lilgren and Nylander. Great, yeah, but, it wasn't a great pass from Giordano. No. It wasn't a good play. It wasn't a, good, a hard enough play from Matthews, and then the other way... And you know. and whoever it doesn't even matter because that's just that goal was such a deflator in that building. Like yeah. people were pretty pumped at the start of the second. Like like you said, Matthew just had a decent break, low blocker sh- chance on Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. That really, really yeah. was the the dagger in that game. For, yeah, yeah. For the stadium, it felt like like the momentum of the fans. Even like you said, like every time it felt like we got a like an an inch, it's like they they take back four. Something was taken back. Yeah. yeah. Like, Especially these penalties. Man. Oh, yeah. Holy oh, yeah. seven power plays to Tampa Too many. Bay. And they showed us why their power play was so hot coming down the stretch there. Like, they were they were lights out, and they moved the puck really well. Even in, I think it was the first power play they had, they didn't score. But, like, it looked very deadly, and it looked a lot better, and they were moving the puck a lot better than what they we saw last game. So that's what, that was the start of the concern. Seems like they end. also tried to switch up their zone entries a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Was it, like, is it just me, or they, they were trying to chip it in a little bit more? A, l- a little bit, and then also they were... Uh, they would still do the drop pass, but then do like add a second one in when they hit center ice if they didn't didn't see a good lane. Yeah, um, but just more patience with yeah, the puck, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and that makes sense. And guess what? It worked. Um, then the fifth goal here we got from Braden Point. Um, this one was what do we got? Oh, that was a disgusting play from Kucherov. There It's a typical power play. Get to the bumper. That's how they like to score goals and. 
touch pass from Kucherov there was nice. Pa- penalty was what on that one? That was the, the Simmons one again. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You're right. I mean, like, we'll get in. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. And then the Leafs got a couple. So the 5-2 goal was Mitch Marner through a screen, which, again, is just hilarious. Like, a puck, like, it wasn't even that, like, it wasn't a hard shot. Mm-hmm. It just goes through a screen and in. Meanwhile, like, how much did this guy scrape and claw for goals I in the past playoffs? He's <laughs> just getting nothing. And now everything he touches goes into the net. Happen. It's, just, it seems to it's happen funny. Like it's funny. But, and then the, one of the nicer, I'd say the night, there was eight goals tonight. One of the nicer goals tonight. TJ Brody charges the point on the penalty kill, playing a little aggressive. We were down by three. He's able to get it through. There's a guy on his ass there. He takes a look. Kerfoot's behind him. He makes a nice spin. Kerfoot one times it and finishes at home. That was a that was a really nice goal. Yeah. Alex Kerfoot's been a absolute bright spot through two games yeah. as well. Even not even just the goal, just I think he's played really well. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. It was um and Mike Smith. Oh, Mike Smith iced it here. I really want to see what happens. That was a wildly unnecessary icing from Mike Smith. I hope that the lightning, I mean, the Kings score here. But anyway, so we've gone through all the goals. Shall we go through some direct messages? Yeah, Yeah, let's get into them. Let's react one by one. Alrighty here. Thank you, everyone, for submitting these. Makes uh, allows us to interact a lot more. It makes the show a lot more interesting. Uh, I love to hear what everyone, what uh, the the general population will call it, is saying here. First, we'll go to Liam Higgins. He was saying we simply didn't want it tonight. I mean, as we were saying, I don't think didn't. I just think the momentum and the penalties really killed it tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's why it looked like that. Correct. Also, Willie's bad sushi is looking like a case of too much Peruvian marching powder at King's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, greasy bounce for the first goal. Unlucky one second left. Can't fit a fat bowl of Afghan Kush on that PK. Passed it to that the lad without a stick instead of clearing the puck on the second goal. That's actually very true. Yeah, I almost forgot. Was, yeah, that. but that was wild. I, I feel like he just didn't notice that Brody didn't have a stick, and he kind of saw him his peripheral yeah, and just so wild. But it was like a, a nothing one foot pass. You didn't yeah. need to do that. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that was that was actually very. I almost forgot about that part, but yeah, it was camp. That's why Jason's defending it. It's his yeah, boy, yeah. and he still played general, well this game. And then he finished off. Rest in general were dog shit. Uh, he said, "Nice that we didn't fold," which true, yeah. tough, tough L. But I'd be lying if I thought we'd be up two zero on Tampa, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, we got to take the positive. Like this is. After game two, if I told you we'd score eight goals against Vasilevsky, you'd think I'm crazy. Yeah, but if you told us if you told me we'd score eight goals and it would still be one one, I'd be like, Oh <laughs> snappers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shucks, right? I mean, all great points. Like the mm-hmm. refereeing I'll I'll say a little bit right now, like I thought the Leafs penalties were penalties. Like I'm not gonna lie, all of them were penalty. Like Wayne Simmons coming in and just smoking someone after the whistle. Kerf- it was so awful. Kerfoot wasn't a Kerfoot was, was soft, a and, and Labushkin's no was really like that was the softest one so, I think of the night. Like yeah, um, a little bit of a grab there. Well, I thought was interesting was um, was it on the Labush? It might have been the Kerfoot or the Labushkin one. Right after that, uh, 
it was Sorelli just absolutely knocked the hell out of Labushkin. I don't think the puck was even near Labushkin. Well, that's the problem because some of the things I think they lost control of this series. Not I don't want to say the rest of the series, but that fight that went through the commercial last game, that was the refs kind of lost that one. And from then on, like I, I thought it was just a poorly officiated game all around. Like they, they really didn't seem to have a handle on it. It was. They 50, haven't been 50 able calls. to defuse anything. There's and you know, eleven penalties in a playoff game is like it's a lot. It doesn't matter that seven were the Leafs and three, whatever, three or four the Lightning. It's just it was a weird, weird game. There's been no flow at five on five, mm-hmm. pretty much. It's been mm-hmm. weird. It's been really weird. I think calling Maroon's first penalty of whatever that was, he kind of hit our goalie and no, he, he like full. So Campbell like fully covered it. And then Maroon came flying in and just rocked uh, Lilgren straight into. Yeah, and that was probably Campbell. the second time they did that in the first five minutes. I yeah. forget who else did that. Yeah. It might have been Nick Paul. I think it was Maroon who did it the first time. Maybe, but and then from then on, anything after the whistle was like immediately a penalty, mm-hmm. and it was just weird because there's something you would normally never see called that was called. It was, it was odd. I I don't think that was a really strong game from the and officiating. Also comparing Kucherov and Wayne Simmons's cross checks, like. Come on, like Wayne the, Simmons gave him a good hack. Kucherov gave him a if little. If you watch like, Pittsburgh and New York two nights ago, that happened almost every single whistle. Every single Simmons whistle. one though. Yes, it happened mm. all the time. That's true. Yeah, but that's a different. That's a different ref crew. That's a different. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why I'm saying the way that the game was refereed it was really strange. But that's why that Simmons penalty, it was a penalty, like you said, because mm-hmm. they called it on. Maroon. Maroon, yeah. So they had no choice but precedent. to call it on yeah. Cliff, yeah. on uh, Simmons, right? I think I think taking out Belmar like that was w- the worst than the first one. Like it was it, like he got right up underneath them. Like you could have actually heard him there. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. You would have scratched him, but it was it was a weird. I don't know why what he was thinking there, really. But yeah, that was not. But kind of, it ruined the product for sure. It did because you watch Ryan McDonough and he did take a penalty eventually. Oh, maybe he didn't. Uh, let me did he take there. the hook on Marner at the end there or was that someone else? No, there was Braden Point slashing. No, McDonough didn't get a McDonough penalty. McDonough probably took three penalties yeah. tonight. Very obviously. He cross-checked David Camp through the net. The net yeah. almost came off. The puck was not on his stick and there was just... No flinch there, from the ref. There was also the one behind the net where he literally grabbed Ilya Mikheyev like he was an offensive lineman and just shoved him into the back of the net. That's what I'm talking about. That was, oh. It was camp. It was camp. Oh. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That was I really thought you were talking about I thought they were on his breakaway when they rinsed sure. him into the net. No, that. Oh, yeah. He did get buried camp, into the net. Yeah. But that, that one I wasn't as mad at. Like, yeah. Okay. But. Yeah. And then Mitch Marner probably could have drawn four penalties. There was one very uh, obvious I, trip out of the corner. Yeah, I've yeah that was brutal. I've. Oh, no, I've got a different one. There was one where it was Sergachev. Um, it looked like he kind of, like, he, he stuck out his knee, and it looked like he was doing a lunge, so it was like, oh, he's falling. And he took out a Leafs forward, but then instantly he just popped back up, so it looked so controlled in his movement, and there was no call there. Like, I, I thought it was really just weird what they were doing. It was. I don't know. And even the linesman, there was a very obvious offside where Braden Point touches the puck, and... Yeah. They just put the face off right outside our zone is which is a, But that but that's after the point was four checking for like twenty seconds I know, too. Like, okay, not allowing us to long. break out that the puck. That should have been yeah. a that should have been all the way. Yeah. That was a delayed offside. Uh, like 
That was a really it's, weird one there too. But let's get into another one here. Those are that was a great question. Um, we'll go Stu. Uh, Stu was asking. He said, uh, "Curious what you thought of JT Engvall and Ilya Mikheyev tonight. Thought they were invisible." And do you think we can win this series if Tampa brings this game every night from now on? And what did you think of the refs? So, yeah, I think the refs, to sum it up with that, it was, it was, it was arbitrary. Some of the decisions they were making, some of the lines decisions were just like, I don't know. Like, like I thought, I don't know. Some of their decisions I thought were just very odd. This is also a very minute point, but me and Jason had a good view of it. They would give Stamkos unlimited warnings in the draw and just knock yeah. them out. Yeah. Which is like, fine. I don't really care. But, but you're kicking out four everyone times. out. And, and Stamkos, for some reason, is like, they just can't kick him out. It was Guess very I, weird. I didn't see any of Tavares getting kicked out because Sportsnet camera crews are Absurd. awful. No, but almost every single play, like almost every single face-off Tavares took, it looked like he got kicked out. It was really frustrating well, to watch. He this is game. the best face-off guy on there. Yeah. Yeah, but... That's always good, right? But Jerry Jones got into a car crash. It's interesting. It's relevant to me. That's why I have to say it. Um, but, yeah, getting into that point of JT, Engvall, Ilya Mikheyev, I, I think that you need – I mean, like, look, tonight – But Engvall's not on that line. Like, let's do the yeah. line. It was JT, Mikheyev, Kerfoot. Kerfoot. And it did get bounced around because they like to use Mikheyev on defensive zone draws mm-hmm. of camp. So you saw a bit of Nylander on there. But overall, what did you think? So, uh, like, the top line scored two goals, which is what you need, right? You got your two goals from your top line. The rest of the lines, like, they completely shut down. Like, the, the second line, it was just a wash. It was 0-0, I believe. And then the third line, it was, I want to say, no, they got scored on. The third line got scored on, and the fourth line got scored on, right? So and then the power play. So you, you were kind of at even, but you didn't really get any offense. It was you didn't get any juice. I thought like you need a, lo- a little bit more from Tavares on the second line. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point. Like the, the like like we, I don't know if we talked. I think we talked about this before, but expected goals wise, like that line kind of did like nothing on both ends of the ice. Like there was not a lot of expected goals against yeah, or expected zero point zero four expected goals for and point zero four expected goals against. It was also interesting that they kind of um, moved Kerfoot and Kosh on that line yeah. for a bit because Kerfoot, Tavares, Mikheyev played 433 at even strength. Uh, Kosh, Tavares, Mikheyev played 343. So they almost played equal minutes. And then Kerfoot, Engvall, Nylander played two minutes. Yes. Yeah. A five on five. So it's like your third period. Too, what the so. hell are these lines? Why yeah. are there so many different combinations? Because the here? guy can't figure it out. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different combinations. And not one of them is the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Because I don't get I, I So we've said this for a while. Nylander mm-hmm. on the third line with Kampf and Engvall makes absolutely no sense. If you're especially if you're going to take him off. For Elio Mikheyev in defensive zone draws when you're down two goals. You're yeah. just losing William Nylander shifts. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's true. But I, I think I don't I don't hate them deploying Mikheyev, Kampf, Engval on defensive zone shifts if Nylander is out on the next shift with Tavares and Kerfoot. Basically just swapping. But even then that's just too much switching switching around. Like you're uh, not for sure. Just keep the lines out there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just awkward, and it's like, okay, like, wh- what is my line? Like, mm-hmm. guys, it's eight different the centers. Like, I, I, I 
why is Colin Blackwell? Oh, they wrote this one wrong. Okay. So eight different combinations here. Like that's, that's just really odd to me. I thought mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You do need a little bit more from your depth. I thought the, the, the top line scoring two goals is massive. Um, but you do need a lot more from, but also when depth. I watch it from just the tactical standpoint, I think, William Elander has looked really good off the rush because when it becomes an individualistic play where he can pick up the puck in the neutral and neutral zone and just burn by their D, he's made like three or four fantastic yeah. plays. In terms of ozone play, he's done absolutely nothing because they're not giving him consistent line mates and consistent play in the offensive zone. Yeah. And you, you, he's got to he's next game. I think he's got to play with Tavares because I think William Elander has had great jump. I know he hasn't. It hasn't appeared on the scoreboard yet, and some people may be critical of him for that, but I think he's had really good jump, really good foot speed. I thought this game, first half of the game, he was very strong. The second half, he just got killed. But I don't think he played for like a legit eight-minute stretch in the second period. There was a really long time he didn't play. Well, he doesn't kill penalties. The second period, he played very minimal minutes. There was a very obvious situation where he, where McKay got a defensive zone draw with the camp line, and it, uh, you thought Nylander would get back on, but they put the first line out back. Oh, here after. it is. Okay, so he had a shift seven forty seven to eight twenty nine, and then did not get one until fourteen thirty eight, and That's, that was a almost six, seven minutes. That yeah. was a six second Literally shift, a, and then yes. he got one at fifteen fifty nine. So That's eight and it was minutes. a negative. That's eight minutes, essentially without Interesting. playing. Interesting, and and it was noticeable because. He's such a good player. You can tell when he isn't playing. And I I don't get it personally. I don't get why, especially when you're down, that's the guy you want to play more. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, for sure. And I don't think he's gotten, been able to get in a rhythm in, in terms of cycle play, in terms of offensive zone play. But that's I think that's contributing to why you thought he wasn't good in the second half. I agree. But I think they haven't deployed him well. The flip side of that is Tavares, I think they've given him ample opportunity to succeed, and he has been invisible. Zero mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I, and you know, people bagged on us for defending Marner and Matthews last year when they weren't playing well, which is fine. And I, Not that I'm not defending Tavares' play, but he's done nothing. Yeah. He has a secondary assist on the five-on-three goal where he passed the puck to Marner, and Marner held it for five to eight seconds, then passed it to Matthews and scored. Yeah, that is his production so far, and he's starting every period too. Mm-hmm. I know those things seem minuscule, but I, I've been disappointed with his play so far. Yeah, I think that's. I think you're. It's fair to be disappointed with him because again, John Tavares is a guy who, historically in the season, right, is is a guy who wins his minutes, right? Usually, mm-hmm. especially at five on five, he he's positive expected goals four yeah. percentage. Um, to over the past two games, he's played twenty one minutes. He's had a forty-five point six five expected goals for percentage over the over twenty. What was he tonight? Twenty-one twenty-five. Uh, okay, that makes. Sense. But so my thing with John Tavares is though, like he's been, it's been a zero at five on five, mm-hmm. pretty well. It's been a dead zero at five on five through two games. He's a much better player than just oh, we want to hold it at zero. That like yeah, hold it at exactly. zero is what we want David Camp to yes. do. And David Camp has done more than John Tavares offensively mm-hmm. speaking, right? And all of David Camp's David Camp's offense has been off the penalty kill. Yeah. So that really says something about John Tavares there. Um, I, I like so to answer the question, like you need you need some more from them. Like you can't have them just being a zero. That's not good enough. Um, like could they be a zero and you win? 
I think a hundred percent, you just need this fourth line to fricking figure it out because like that's, a, that's a catastrophe how bad it's been. Yeah. Through two games at five on five in 20 minutes, John Tavares has two shot. Yeah. Attempts. I, I was literally just about to say that not shots. He shot to, attempts. He used to just yeah. shoot, find, find ways to shoot the puck. Where I'm finding that their cycles getting killed pretty early and pretty quick. That second line. I don't yeah. know. Well, you're playing against a pretty pretty good second line point, and that's why I'm all for like Nylander being the back defense, on that second yeah. line. Yeah, it's they, they don't give you much. Um, they don't give you much really at uh, in front of the net there too, which is where his specialty lies. Um, but let's get into. But was this it? I agree, yeah. Joe. Not to move on, but how does David Camp have Morris? Shot attempts than Tavares and scoring yeah. chances like that. Yeah, that shouldn't ha- that should never yeah. happen. Even even individual expected goals. Can't Engvall like Kasha Kerfoot Blackwell like these guys should not have more shot attempts and scoring chances than John Tavares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And John John Tavares is playing double the time of some of these Where guys. Are you seeing, I'm seeing he has uh, all se- oh at five on five five on five. I'm oh, not going to okay. include the power play because he stands in front of the net on our power yeah. play. That's like, why he was at you, point you three could, six, but it was like he shoved it straight. I don't know. You could put Michael not, Bunting. Not there underestimate. I think Tavares is great in front yeah, of the of net, course. but we need him to contribute in the second line minutes going up against mm-hmm. Sorelli and Point. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. Uh, there was a few other ones. Uh, Nick Piz was saying refs are having a hell of a game. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people um, weren't happy with them tonight. Just fair. I feel I like our, someone wearing a Marner jersey in our section was giving it to them. Yeah, Marco Kukari the was complaining about the goal song. He said the goal song for the opposing team is better than the actual goal song for the Leafs. Yeah, I don't like that they Just play a funny. song after. What is it? Is it like, I don't even know. Oh, bad radio. Yeah, I don't know. Here we are. Jake Latham. I probably butchered that. Sorry. Fourth line question, Kasha, Blackwell, Spezza, or Clifford, Blackwell, Simmons? I've never been a fan of just having one of, he said 43 slash 17. I think he meant 27 or 24. 24 yeah. yeah. In the lineup, but I like having them together based on game one. I'd play them both again. Based on game two, I'd go for speed slash skill if they're going to call those guys on everything. Still feel like Tampa L4 could lean on Kasha slash Spezza and give Tampa Bay big momentum boosts. So I give him credit. That was Simmons' old number, 17, with four, mm-hmm. with uh, uh, the Flyers. Yeah. But I think the line's going to be Spezza, Clifford, Kasha next game. Ooh. Spezza, Clifford? Yeah. Kasha? And you take out both Simmons and Blackwell? I, I, don't, I, I think Blackwell's been completely average, but I think Jason Spezza deserves a shot. Yeah. I think considering the lack of secondary scoring coming through mm-hmm. on the team right now, Eight goals have been scored. Six of them have been involved. Matthews or Marner getting a primary point. So, and how of them? How many of them have been at five on five? Well, the, one of them was so there's Brody two, to Kerfoot two, on a two, PK. There was two shorthanded. So, so there's two tonight, and then there was what two game? It doesn't matter. Two but, power. I think there's three. Uh, so to three. answer the question, you think it's going to be Spezza, Spezza yeah. into the fourth line for I, game three, I, yeah. and then it's going to be a little change up in terms of Simmons and Blackwell. I think I think I don't think you take Kasha out because I think he's able to generate. Do shots. you agree Ka- you need one of Clifford or Simmons? Uh, no, because- I, no, no, no. What did that do tonight for us? 
I, I just think back to the game one, that brawl that they had there, like the fourth line at times. And what happened? Simmons got grabbed by the linesman the whole time. Yeah, that's true too. They were both comp- – yeah, so like – yeah. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I just feel like the fourth line sometimes is not out there to, to play hockey. So then that's fine. They don't even use them. Then, yeah. then make it – like I, I would just – I don't think the lines – I don't, still don't think the lines are optimal. We're not going to go into this again. I think the moments they did Kerfoot, Engvall, and – Elander was pretty promising. Yeah. They're not going to do what we want, though, so it is what it is. You want the toughness on the fourth line, then Clifford's going to be in, I think, next game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it's that It's going to be frustrating, out. though, because you, you feel like if, if Clifford and Simmons aren't in the game, then that's the game that they don't call those things, you know, that, that Clifford and Simmons have been calling for. In but, Tampa, too. Yeah, so. That'll be um, interesting. I, I, like, I don't know. But the, from game one to game two, I feel like that officiating was not consistent. No, right. not at all. Yeah. Not but, at all. So. Back to the question, though, but with, like, I don't know if Simmons will come out for Clifford, but I think for sure Blackwell's going to come out for Spatza because... What about number 89? Yeah, he's the... Sitting in the press give, box. Giving up on that. Giving yeah. up on that. He, he would be a... Well, if you need secondary scoring, I, there's a way they could make three fantastic lines and a fourth line with David Camp center, centering that could be a good defensive line. They will not do it, though. Yeah. Nope. Even you could do that and just put Simmons on the wing with Camp. And just have them run around and throw hits and be difficult to play against. But they're not going to do it. They're not. They gave uh, up. There was two pretty good games from that Kerfoot, Engvall, Nylander. And then they just gave up on it after that 8-1 game. I don't know why, but whatever. And I don't think they need that to win. But I think that's a look that can help them. And again, the 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 tried and true test, which I've said on a couple podcasts, is when you're down, what lines do you deploy? And they were down. And what did they deploy? Kerfoot, Engvall, and Nylander. Yep. So, exactly. again, I don't know why they don't do that the whole game, but I'm sure they have their reasons, and we'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, JC902 was saying the refs are effed, man. I found that was pretty funny. Uh, we got our, a voice note. This is the, the only voice note we got. Uh, give this one a listen. That's uh, some great radio here. My volume isn't even up. So, the refs were bad as per usual, but I want to get uh, the takes on how bad the refs actually were. What were the takes on the calls? How soft were they? How uh, how did uh, the refs kind of tilt the ice in Tampa's favor after they looked like they couldn't control game one? Thanks, gents. <laughs> Shout out Christian for that message. Um, I thought the Leafs controlled period one as well. I thought yeah. they had a really good start to the period. I think their inability to capitalize on the power play hurt them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that then the game kind of swung from there. I do think the refs were really easy on the whistle. Like seven penalties for the Leafs is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Four, four for Tampa Bay, but only three of them were like infractions. One of them was like a too many men, which you have to call. Right. Which they That's didn't. Right. A linesman. Yeah. Called a linesman that. called the refs. Hilarious. Yeah. A linesman saw that. But that is funny. Uh, Jason, you were, you were no, yelling I, and screaming at the game. Yeah, so. I wasn't, I wasn't a, like, again, it's just small things from the refs that I was more bothered with, like the, the missed icing, the, the blown off icings, kicking out of the guys in the face off dot. Those are just small things that bothered me. It's like, I don't know. We, we can get into those minute details, but yep. like John Tavares putting his stick down on the ice. If you're, if you're at home, like in a face off, you put your stick down on the ice first, the other guy jumps and then. Tavares reacts, and Tavares is the one who's kicked out. It's just, I just, I just, just don't think it's been playoff. I don't think it's been playoff standard from the refereeing in terms of mm-hmm. infractions. 
Like it's been it's been quite soft. And the first game that did benefit the Leafs, though. That's mm-hmm. one thing I do want to say mm-hmm. that did benefit the Leafs. And this game benefited Tampa. So it, it's just frustrating again that back to back games that were were there's so many penalties. No yeah, five on so five many penalties, and we're losing the penalty differential. Like yeah. why? Why are we getting? Why are we getting? Why do but we? But some of that you got to look in the mirror. And Wayne Simmons, I'm yeah. sorry, of course, you took those were you not took good one after the whistle. You did almost the same thing again. Yeah, and they're gonna call it again. Like that's that like that's undisciplined. Mm-hmm. I do think, like I will say, I think Tampa did a better job of towing the line. Should it have yeah. been a three penalty differential? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. But I think with Tampa, like. They towed the line a little bit better than yeah. what the Leafs were doing. And then my uh, my other issue with the refs is it's this isn't even it, like you're allowed to fight. Let guys go at it. Honestly, like there's there's times go at the draw where you you grab Spezza or sorry grab Simmons and and there's two guys who jump in after him or or if you grab Simmons they, they just go find someone else. It's like it doesn't solve anything. Like let them just let them go. Let let them get their their frustrations out and then you won't see any of it. Possibly. I think that's two. And then last one, Blake Sully said, Michael Impey is beat. Agreed. <laughs> Those are great questions. Thanks, everyone. That may, just makes it a lot more interactive. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. That was some good stuff there. Um, so who did you think was the, the Leafs' best skater tonight? I think it was Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner? I don't know. What do you guys think? I thought Jack Campbell made some great saves. I, 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 you said, to be fair, you said skater, not. Oh, also, okay. Jason was not a fan of Campbell's game. Not, not that I wasn't a fan, I but like throwing you, you under the bus. You can't be the best. You can't. You can't be like the best player on the team if you let in five goals. I'm sorry. Like, like a lot of them were tough goals, but and he made some great saves. Some don't get me wrong, saves. but I we need, we need to be just a tad bit better. Like we need. <laughs> what? I mean, all right. Like, no chance. okay. On what goal? If, if you let in, you let in five goals. I, I, yeah. I don't care how how they go in. You figure it out. No, I'm sorry. That's not how Let's it works. Discuss. That's Let's not discuss. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Let's get the discourse. You have to give the goalie a chance. You can't just say, "Oh, like figure it out, stop the puck." He he's like, had he had it. He had there's always a reason that the bottom teams have the goaltenders with the lowest save percentage. They didn't finish in last place because the goalies were the worst in the league. The defense give them no chance at all. So do you think our defense? In Goal gave- Magazine even picks their Vesna favorites based on okay, who has a Wait, defense? Who does? Who do- in Goal Magazine? What, what is that? It's a mag. It's a goalie magazine. <laughs> they look at it based on okay, who can actually support. Like a Vesna Trophy worthy season, Wait, and if you... you've just got complete trash defense in front of you, your goaltender's going to have a hell of a time stopping the puck. Are you an In Goal Magazine subscriber? No, I'm not. I follow them. They have some great I stuff. It. I will say, if we just go by the analytics, negative one point eight nine goals saved below average for right. for Jack Campbell. I'm just saying. I don't have a take either way. I'm just going by the analytics. What does that make you say? I go, that's awesome. I mean, look how many, look how much activity was allowed through high danger areas, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was fine. Nothing special. It's better in game one. Yeah, sure. I thought the the defense was a lot better in game one as well. I, I think the Kucherov goal was the one where I was like, ah, you could have stopped that one. Other than that, I think they were all pretty solid. It's a goals. hell of a shot. I, eh, well, a it, it was a good shot from a not a good area, though. Mm. All right. I'll give you that one. But the, I thought the Heaven one's tough. Like, he, 
is a weird bounce, and he gets the puck like so close to the net. He guessed wrong, like you said. Jason, any any ones you no, want to criticize? Yeah. So you got you made the take. Like, what, what, what do you mean? I didn't think the Hedman one was good. I, I thought the Perry one, he got beat five hole. That's just tough. Whatever. Um, it was a breakaway though. Yeah. yeah. That that two two people can be at fault on a goal. It's not just one person. Yeah, right? Black sure. let's, fault. Let's get it fired like, up. I want you guys to go at it. Like when we talked nah, about just, Campbell Shalgren. I really thought he should have saved that first goal, honestly. But whatever. first goal, okay. Yeah. That's he my biggest problem. A stick got in there as well. I see yeah. you're watching it. But I, sorry, best skater, not Jack Campbell. All right. Then. All right, I guess we'll we'll, we'll can that one. Uh, I'll call it Austin Matthews. I really liked. Uh, I fucking gave up that fucking goal. Fuck. Mitch Marner. There we are. Um, I want to agree with all you guys, but I also think Michael Bunting did a good job getting yeah. involved tonight. Yeah, I want to say Mitch Marner because I just they score want to. Say, I want to say actually a lot of things about Mitch Marner, but I'm gonna just leave it. Yeah. I think Michael Bunting's addition to the top line, not that Kerfoot played bad, Kerfoot played good, but he he fit right in. Like it's tough. Also, when you miss a f- the first game of the playoffs, like that is a big difference. And he came in with absolute intensity, and he was getting in there, mixing it up, little spearing penalty at the end. <laughs> which you know what, whatever. I li- I kind of liked it. He has. That little pest in him. He has, the, Zach, pa- he has that, the passion. And I hate to always compare him to Zach Hyman, but we will. He he has that little pest. He's he's a mini Marshawn. He really is. Yeah. I know Toronto well, fans yeah. don't like. He really is like a Marshawn light, and I love it. I think that's a good element for our, for our that. team, for sure. And he scored, did a good job getting the pucks tonight, getting active in front of the net. I like Bunting's game. Yeah, I thought he had a. Played pretty well, I would say too. Um, but also, I'm, sorry, I just want to give an honorable to Jake Muzz. I think he's been pretty consistently solid for the first two yeah. games on the ice. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind. Yeah, he played pretty well. He played pretty well too. I would say. I want you guys to argue more about Jack Campbell. Like you guys are just like letting me what, jump what, in. What else is there to say? Like I didn't think he had a good game. Joe thought he had an okay game, which is fine. Like that's not good. Played all right. Though. I mean. I, there's nothing else to I I don't know I like it was five goals yes but oh look at this oh wow that was awesome radio I don't I thought he made some great saves in there I mean the Kucherov breakaway save I thought was pretty good yeah, too that was a, that like, was a good save I, I'm you not, just got yeah. completely screwed you're playing against the to, one of the top power plays in the league I know it wasn't like that statistically this year but. Just look at the dudes on the power play and like in the I, past what they've done. Like I get it, they're a great team, but I like we're not going to beat Tampa if we let in five goals. That's just the we're also a not simple fact. We're we also got not going to beat Tampa if we give up seven penalties. That's, that's true, true well. of course. But those are great points. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. If you give up five goals, like there's a re- like I don't know. I didn't think they were really muffins. I thought he made the saves. I, I was. Thing when I said best skater, I was thinking of the highlights that were in my head because yeah, he did have more than a few. He did have great saves, but, I, and I, I'm not saying he wasn't like making good saves at yeah, all. Yeah, but like two two goals against that five mm-hmm. on five. It's just if he made one more great save, like think about the difference in the game, right? Yeah. No doubt. And yep. if and if he stopped all the shots the Tampa sent at him, then we would have won. <laughs> of course. If yeah. My, if my grandmother had wheels, she would be a bike. If, if I had to guess, I'd say the majority of people would be. Okay with how it was okay. Play. Yeah, not I, good, I, not bad. Okay, I'm, def- I'm okay. I'm just saying and he wasn't the best player. Yeah, on the yeah, that's, so. right, that's right, that's right, that's yep. right. I like the discords in Goal Magazine. We got to get that. We got to get him on the podcast. Whoever the guy who runs it is. There's a few. They're pretty big. Oh, bigger than just 
Whatever. Not a goalie, yeah. so I don't know. Like, right. send in some messages. Do you guys know what In Goal Magazine is? Probably yes or not. no? I, I highly doubt it. They and were if, on an episode you, of 32 Thoughts. And if you do know, are you a goalie? If so, go. put that in the qualification. There we go. They were. I mean, Kevin Woodley was on 32 Thoughts as well. So oh, I actually there. heard that episode. Oh, there we go. Oh, so we know now. Yeah, yeah. I recognize the guy's name. There we go. He was somewhere else, too. I forget. I was... PDO cast. Anyways, just a, a little insight into what I do uh, with my day there. Goalie. But any uh, any other points you had from tonight here? Uh, small thing, but thought we started off period very well, or the first period very well. Unfortunate end to the period. Uh, end of the game, I thought we also took, like, it was, it, the game was done. Eight minutes left. We got a penalty, uh, and, and we... I thought we bounced back well. I, I'm, I'm happy that we scored two goals towards the end. I, I get that it sucks that we didn't win, but it was go- a good showing. And I really thought, like, I really think Tampa is, like, we gain Tampa's respect by doing that. Like, I, I don't think they think that we, they can just steamroll us anymore. I think that we have their respect, which I think is important. Yeah, I don't think Tampa steamrolled this game. Again, like, mm-hmm. just the special teams was just, like, you look at, like, the – the compare special teams game to game, it can be such a huge fluctuation there. Yeah. And that's where, like, we didn't get ki- – the Leafs didn't get killed at 5-on-5 five yeah. five in this one. one. One thing, like, the last two two playoffs for Tampa Bay, I feel like there was a lot of teams that they played, and they said, you know what, we're just better than you. And we know that we're better than you. I don't think they know that they're better than us, honestly. Yeah. They didn't they're, – they're, Or they're not as confident in themselves as they seem – Against other teams. I just question with the physicality how the Leafs are going to play with that. Not only, not just like, oh, can the Leafs go out there and fight them? How can you deal with the retaliations? How can you deal with like giving these these flipping penalties after the whistle? They got to deal with it in a more disciplined way. Yeah. Like, that's exactly. it. And if that just means you just grab the guy, just grab him. Don't mm-hmm. send him to the floor. Just grab him. Like, grab him. Put your glove in his face. You know, you got to be able a to small the line. small cross check. Not. You know, coming in and trying to break Corey Perry's forearm. It's uh, it's part of the game. It's game gamesmanship, as they call it. Uh, did you guys have anything else from this? Nothing. Game? Nothing else from tonight. I don't think. I think again, like we still haven't really seen a normal playoff game per se. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, these are two weird ones. Weird. You you're used to a lot of five on five. Like I think a lot of people probably watched that Rangers Penguins game, which did have a couple of power plays in the first period, but. I'd say from like the second half of the second on, there was very minimal power plays. You saw almost, you know, three periods of five on five action. Oh, That's God. normally what playoffs look like. I was gonna say like, oh, let's pick a random game, see how many penalties were were in that one. So I picked Boston Carolina. Guess how many total power plays there were in that one tonight? Yeah, I know it got really chippy Four- tonight. Fourteen. Yeah, I, wow. I knew. I I did see. We didn't get a chance to watch that game, but Elliot Freeman was tweeting that that game just. He literally said this game's gotten out of hand. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a game with Marshall. What about St. Louis, Minnesota from tonight? I'm taking a look at the eight. That's probably more consistent. Five for St. Louis, and then Minnesota three, and they went two for three. I I would anticipate five, six, seven, eight penalties is probably the norm. Not 11? No. (laughs) It's a few too many. Anyways, uh, thoughts on game three, and then we'll close her out? Uh, I think the fourth line construction will be a big big key. I don't know what it's going to be, but it needs to be more effective. I think... I, uh, I'm not, uh, just to me, it just needs to be a zero. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's all I'm asking. It was a negative for. tonight. It was a negative. And it could have been a negative game one. Think about it. It was a major negative tonight. Not just a yeah, negative. But in game major one, negative. think about it. We talked about this. Could have been a massive negative. If, if they don't two. kill that. And the funny thing is it's six not gritty guys that killed it off, right? The 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 sinister six penalty killers on our forward group that we talked the about last time. sinister six. Marner, Kampf, Kasha, Mikheyev, Engvall, Kerfoot. Those six guys did a great job killing that penalty. If Tampa gets an early goal on that five minute, we could be down 2 0 oh, right yeah. now. I know it oh, sounds yeah. weird because we won 5 nothing in that first game, but you saw what the momentum can do when you score first. Oh, yeah. That's been a major thing through these two games momentum. Yeah. Just. I really, I really need more from John Tavares. I'm not a, I'm not gonna, I'm not a doom and gloomer like some people were last playoffs where it's like, oh, you trade him, he sucks, blah blah blah. No, he's been good. He's been good in the playoffs in the past. Yeah, he got injured unfortunately in the last playoff series too. Like, I yeah. really think he has a lot more to give, and I just want to see that from him in game three and four. And I think he does. I'm gonna predict that he scores at least a goal in the next two games. Hell probably yeah. at least, probably two. Ooh, I don't hate that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I agree. I'm with you on that one. Uh, yeah, game three, Friday. That'll be good. We'll be recording. We'll have an episode out Saturday for that one as well. Uh, any uh, last last notes you got here? Yeah, just how however you feel after game three, just go to Instagram, go to Rinker Airport, go to the DMs, and just hit record. Just hit it. Hit it. We want we want to hear from you. So makes it more, it makes it a lot of fun when we get some interaction. With Even the if fans, they but, win, I know people yeah. are not as interested <laughs> in firing in their takes when they win. But even if they win, love to hear yeah. from you. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Uh, thank you everyone for listening today. Go Leafs, go! The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by season two of the Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sportsbooks. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy-and-sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today.